Hi everyone, welcome back to This Is Womanhood. My name is Gina Torres. I am a yoga teacher, I specialize in women's yoga, and I'm a menstrual cycle mentor. And so on today's episode, I am going to be talking about the inner autumn of the menstrual cycle. So if you don't know what I'm talking about when I speak of the inner seasons, I did record an episode a few back, so I'll pop that in the show notes and you can go back and listen to that kind of breaks down everything about the inner seasons of the menstrual cycle. But just to give you a quick recap, basically within the cycle, we have four inner seasons. So the bleed time, your menstruation would be in a winter, your follicular phase would be in a spring, ovulation would be in a summer, and then the premenstrual or the luteal phase would be in a autumn. So that's the inner seasons of the menstrual cycle, but this same cycle of these four seasons we can feel and experience in so many different parts of life. And so I'm based in the UK, which means that I'm in the northern hemisphere, and so we've just entered into we've just passed through the autumn equinox, which also relates to the autumn time of the cycle which is why I thought that it would be the perfect time to talk about this topic. And so that same ebb and flow of this four seasonal cycle can be felt in the menstrual cycle, as I've just explained, also in the yearly cycle, obviously with the seasons, in the moon cycle. So the new moon would be that inner winter, the waxing moon would be the inner spring, the full moon would be the summer, and then the waning moon would be the autumn. Also in the pregnancy cycle, so you've got four trimesters of pregnancy, so it'd be spring, summer, autumn, and then that fourth trimester, the postnatal period, is like an inner winter. And we can just see this cycle in so many different ways, in the breath cycle, in the creative cycle, it's so beautiful how it shows up and so we get to experience these archetypes in so many different parts of life. The inner autumn which is what I'm going to be focusing on today is a really interesting time of the cycle and for many people it can be the most difficult season. It's the home of PMS which I'm sure many of you listening will have experience with It is also the home of the inner critic, which I will talk about. And so it can be quite confronting at this time. And for many people who bleed, it can be a very, just a really difficult time. It can be a time that there's lots of resistance and tension and just a really unpleasant experience, to be honest. I'm going to talk about why these things might show up this way and things that you can do to sort of ease that tension. So my work is primarily based in the energetics and the spiritual side of the cycle. Obviously, there are physical things that you can do to support your hormones, your lifestyle changes and things like that, which if you're interested to know more about, then I can speak a little bit about that or you can message me for recommendations of things that you can do. But on this podcast, I'm mainly going to talk about the energetics and the spiritual element to the cycle. So when you think about this cycle as a whole, you've kind of got this yin yang experience. And so 
thinking about, say, the moon cycle, you've got this waxing moon where the light is growing towards the full, you've got the fullness of the full moon. And then you've got this second half of the cycle, the waning moon. And so you've got this ebb and flow, kind of like the inhale and the exhale. And so the inner autumn is in that second half of the cycle. It's in this, if it's yin yang, I suppose the yin would be the second half of the cycle. So it should really be yang yin. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? So basically, the second half of the cycle is where we descend back into the inner winter and back into the darkness so if you think about it as the first half of the cycle is the light and the second half is the dark and when I speak about darkness it's not negative and that's actually what I'm going to speak about on this whole episode because I think we need to reframe the way that we relate to the dark and the way that we relate to that descent because the darkness is just the opposite experience of the light which we need in order to be able to have the light so we need the experience of both and there's so much depth and power and potency if you can really tune in and allow yourself to be with the shadow and to be with the dark and so the way we experience that yin yang within the menstrual cycle so I studied with the red school so they are the people who wrote the book Wild Power. So if you've not read that, I'll put it in the show notes, go and read it. It's an amazing resource. But the way that Red School would talk about the yin and yang of the cycle is the via positiva and the via negativa. So the first half of the cycle is this via positiva. So it's rising energy. It's when we're out in the world. It's when we're of service to others. It's when we're more tolerant of other people. It's that spring summer energy. And then as we move after ovulation and we start that descent, we move into the via negativa, which is this shadow, the darkness. It is really meeting those aspects of ourselves that we've tried to push away and push down. So it's meeting our truth. It's meeting our shadow, basically. And it is quite confronting in some ways because. I guess it's the part of the feminine that isn't necessarily celebrated. And this is for multiple reasons. One, because, you know, we live in a patriarchal society that glorifies a certain aspect of the feminine and disregards, you know, half of what the feminine is. But also because the nature of that shadow, the nature of that via positiva, sorry, the via negativa or the second half of the cycle is in shadow and so it's not something that we're going to be putting out there because we don't feel as much of an outward focus and so we don't see people sharing about this as much we don't see people talking about you know the pain and the grief and you know the discomfort for the most part when we're going through these difficult times we want to go inward and that's the nature of it so it's kind of natural that we don't necessarily see those aspects the via negativa which is where the inner autumn is is this descent towards the inner winter but there are many powers that we have access to in the inner autumn and so that's what I wanted to talk about because I'm hoping that for anyone who's listening who does struggle with this phase of the cycle maybe we can start to reframe how you experience and how you feel about that inner autumn. And that, for me, was really my journey because I used to struggle a lot with this season. I used to experience PMS, lots of tension, resistance. It used to feel like almost like a pressure cooker 
in my body. And then as soon as I bled, it was like, oh, I could take an exhale. It was a relief because the tension that I felt in the inner autumn dissipated as my bleed came. And over the years of working with my cycle and practicing menstrual cycle awareness, I've got to a point where now the inner autumn feels like my favorite time of the cycle. I really love it for what it gives me and the powers that are available to me there, that's available to everybody. One of the biggest things for me that really shifted my experience of the inner autumn was learning to set boundaries. And I'm going to expand on this a little bit more as I go throughout this episode. But if there are things that you are pushing down or denying or silencing within yourself, then they are going to come up in the inner autumn. And so naturally, if you're trying to push something down, it's going to shout louder to be heard. And that creates this discord and this tension within your body. And so the inner autumn gives us an opportunity to access that truth and hopefully speak our truth so that we're not silencing ourselves anymore. We're saying no and setting boundaries and really honoring ourselves. And that will have an impact on how this season shows up. And hopefully as well, the physical symptoms in your body, because any physical symptom starts off as like an energetic and an emotional component to it. And so when we can address that, like the root cause of where this is coming from, it naturally has an impact on how it's going to show up in the physical. So that takes me to some of the powers of the inner autumn. One of the biggest powers that I always talk about when thinking about the inner autumn is truth speaking. And that goes back to this thing of accessing your truth and sharing from that place. Because the inner autumn is the time when we because we're coming towards the end of the cycle it's almost like we have this sense of urgency to get things done and to express ourselves because there's no time to waste on worrying about what other people will think of you during the inner spring and the inner summer so that via positiva energy we kind of have almost like a bit of a mask because it's our time of the cycle when we're being more of service to other people we're more tolerant of other people and then when we get to the inner autumn it's almost like that mask comes off and we're of service to self and so it's like what is deep within me that wants to be expressed and how can I express that it doesn't matter anymore how I am perceived it doesn't matter what other people think of me because I've got no time to waste worrying about the opinions of others and so we've got this kind of fierce fire within us that wants to shout and if we can give that voice the floor then it's actually incredibly powerful and that's really one of the biggest gifts of the inner autumn the other gifts the other powers that come up during the season are things like discernment and saying no to things So it's the time when what isn't for you can fall away. So what are you wanting to shed? What are you wanting to let go of? What limiting beliefs have you been upholding within yourself that aren't serving you? There's really an opportunity in the inner autumn to let that go. And as part of that discernment, there's this piece about saying no because 
in the inner spring and the inner summer, like I say, because we're of service to others more, there's a tendency to say yes to things and not against yourself just because you feel like saying yes to things and you feel like you're able you've got a more more capacity to serve others and be out in the world whereas in the inner autumn we have less capacity for that for other people and our connection to ourselves dials up and so naturally within that transition we need to say no to things we need to delegate we need to put down responsibility and obviously everyone has responsibilities we have children we have work we have all of the things and so we can't completely relinquish all responsibility but the inner autumn asks us to loosen the reins on that a little bit more and to prioritize ourselves as much as we can the other thing that comes up in the inner autumn is this desire to nest with it becoming towards the end of the cycle and again it's like we've got no time to waste it's a very productive time because it's like we want to get things ticked off the list so that we can descend into the cave of the inner winter and rest and be still. And so we want to finish everything off. That's why the third trimester of pregnancy is all about nesting and kind of, you know, making the home the way you want it to be for when the baby comes. It's kind of that same energetic in the inner autumn. It's this nesting, it's productivity it's finishing things off, it's editing stuff that you've done in the inner spring, in the inner summer, because you've got this clarity of sight and clarity of mind in the inner autumn. And it's kind of like the no bullshit detector. (laughs) So you don't want to keep anything that isn't for you. So you edit, you shed, you let go, you kind of cut ties with things that don't feel good, and you nest and you get ready for that descent into the inner winter so that's really the essence of the inner autumn with the inner autumn being a transition from the inner summer to the inner winter there's also a dance of holding the tension that comes because you've got one foot in the inner summer which is very outward focus you've got one foot in the inner winter which is the inward focus And so we're in this change and we're in this transition. And so one of the powers of the inner autumn is holding the tension, holding this contradiction, which can create discord within the body and these symptoms that feel less than desirable. And so often we're met with discomfort in the inner autumn and it teaches us to be able to sit with the discomfort So how do you respond when things feel out of alignment? How do you respond when life gets difficult? And the inner autumn, because we're meeting our shadow and we're meeting all of the parts of ourselves that we might have suppressed and tried to push down and deny, and they come up to be felt and to be heard and to be seen. And that can feel really confronting and difficult. And so the more we can navigate that within the menstrual cycle, the more then we're able to sit with the discomfort when that happens in other parts of our lives. So that's really another huge gift that the inner autumn gives to us. And I know I'm speaking about the gifts of the inner autumn and some of you might be sat there thinking, my inner autumn is horrendous. Like I have the worst premenstrual symptoms, PMS, PMDD and all of this. And if you do, then I really hear you and I see you and I work with so many people who do experience the same things and so I am in no way trying to minimize anybody's experience or trying to put a silver line in on anything I'm really not here for 
toxic positivity I guess I'm just trying to reiterate the point that there is power there as well and that's the thing it's like can we find the power alongside the discomfort and it's not looking for a silver lining it's actually seeing the power in the discomfort itself so the symptoms and the difficulties that occur in the inner autumn Obviously, as I've said, there are things that you can do physically, lifestyle changes, dietary changes that can support your hormones. But when we look at it from an energetic perspective and an evolutionary perspective within the microcosm of the menstrual cycle, each of the inner seasons is led by the previous season. And so what I mean by that is If you look at it as a little life cycle, the inner spring is like this adolescent childhood time of the cycle, the maiden archetype. Then we get through to the inner summer, which is this mother archetype. And the mother archetype, we can be the embodiment of that regardless of whether we have children or not. It's just this time of being of service to something outside of yourself. So maybe to your child or maybe to a business or an animal or a movement or whatever it is that you're nurturing within your life. Then we move through to the inner autumn of the life cycle, which would be perimenopause, menopause. So it's this wise woman, wild woman archetype. And then we move into the crone of the inner winter towards the end of life. And so there's a maturity that has to happen as each season leads into the next. So if you find, for example, you struggle with the inner autumn, maybe there's a resistance there, maybe there's a tension there. One of the things that it could be is that back in the inner spring, you're not fully allowing yourself to be in that maiden, childlike, adolescent energy. Because if you think about it, if you don't allow yourself to have a childhood and I'm talking about it in the wider life cycle but also in this microcosm of the menstrual cycle then you don't get to play you don't get to create you don't get to be in your innocence and that innocence is kind of a key word because if you allow yourself to be in that innocence or if you are allowed to be in that innocence then once you get to the maturity of the inner summer the mother archetype then you're ready to be of service to others because you've had this kind of you know, gentle, curious wonder of the childlike archetype. And so you're ready to serve because you feel ready and you've matured into that. And so then as you get to that inner summer phase, that ovulatory phase, that peak energy, you fully have so much energy from that first part of your cycle that you can give out to the world, you can be of service, you can spin all the plates, you can really utilize the powers of the inner summer which I spoke about in a previous episode, actually. And then it naturally leads into the inner autumn because you've reached that maturity through the inner summer and then you're ready for the softness or the softness probably isn't the right word. It's more of a letting go. It's a shedding. It's a release. It's that inner focus of the inner autumn. Whereas if you haven't had that innocence, that playfulness in inner spring, then you feel out of your depth in inner summer, 
and you feel like you can't spin all the plates because you've not got that peak of energy and everything just feels too exposed and overwhelming. And so then once you get to the descent of in autumn, it's like, oh no, no, I'm not ready for this. And you dig your heels in and create resistance because you don't feel fully matured enough. And so it's like, oh no, I've missed out on this peak energy in the summer. So I'm definitely not ready for the descent of in autumn. And so do you see how these inner seasons can inform each other? And so if you do struggle with the inner autumn, it is a really good inquiry to look at the inner spring to see how that's showing up and then look at the cycle holistically to explore how the different seasons are being fully recognized within yourself and expressed within yourself so that then it leads into more ease in the inner autumn. Because if you don't support yourself in the inner spring and the inner summer of the cycle, that via positiva, the first half, it's going to catch up with you in the inner autumn in the same way that in your life cycle, when we get to menopause, so many women experience anger and rage. And and these are things that are positive emotions to feel in the menopausal time and they're very, very normal. And it's actually really potent power. However, they can also be peppered with regret and bitterness. Again, if you've not really fully allowed yourself to embody that spring summer energy and the same can happen in the menstrual cycle and so the more you can support yourself in that first half the easier the second half becomes one of the other ways that resistance can show itself in the second half of the cycle or in the inner autumn is if we resist our truth so as I was speaking about earlier if we don't say no to things if we don't set boundaries if we don't speak our truth if we've got all of this stuff inside of us that wants to be expressed and we're not expressing it then of course that's going to cause tension within the body and so the inquiry would be what is it within yourself that you're denying what are you pushing down what do you want to say that you're not allowing yourself to say and really get super honest about that in the inner autumn and in this part of the yearly cycle and if just side note if you don't actually have a menstrual cycle at the moment you can still work with these same archetypes because you can use that moon cycle that I spoke about earlier so you can track your cycle via the moon or you can just tune into it in the yearly cycle so the autumn is asking us for what is my truth where am I denying my truth where am I silencing and censoring myself and how can I let that out and how can I express it and then the other thing that is a a pattern that comes up within the inner autumn is our relationship to aging And so because it is towards the end of our cycle, we get this feeling that we're kind of over the hill, for want of a better word, because that's what our society tells us we are as we age, particularly as people who identify as female. And so because we've had that internalized belief that, you know, as you get older, it's like, no, you just fall off the hill you fall off the edge you kind of dry up and you're worthless in society which is absolutely ridiculous but because we've internalized that we have this relationship to aging where we want to resist it you know we want to dye our hair we want to inject our faces we want to do all of these other things that make us look younger that put this maiden archetype and to some extent the mother archetype everything from the first half of the cycle on a pedestal and we deny this via negativa self or the shadow of the feminine 
And so that impacts how that inner autumn shows up for us. Because if we have a fear of aging, if we have a resistance to aging, then when we feel the embodiment of that descent down towards the inner winter, towards the end of the cycle, those same fears and those same limiting beliefs that we carry are going to come up for us because we're going to want to dig our heels in because it's like oh no 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 I'm not going there I'm too scared of this I need to stay in the the maiden and the mother archetype and that's what I really want to reframe because there is so much depth and potency and fierce warrior wise woman energy that is available to you in that second half of the cycle in the inner autumn that is just so potent and beautiful and strong that we are doing women a disservice to try and suppress that and try and deny that because that is where that's where the gold is honestly in the menstrual cycle like when you can really shed and let go and dive into the depths of your shadow of the parts of you that are hidden that's where the real medicine is I found and it's just that's the beautiful alchemy to the cycle that's why I love working with the cycle so much obviously it's what I do for work it's what I do in my own personal practice it's just everything in my life and so the way that you can counteract those that resistance and the these feelings that you might get in the inner autumn of this you know potential bitterness and regret and guilt and grief and tension is by, as I said earlier, really allowing space in the other seasons to fully embody their powers as well. So that would look like making sure that you rest in inner winter. That's the only thing you need to do in inner winter. Obviously, you have other responsibilities, but if you can, try and carve out even just 1% of your day to rest and to go inward. And then give yourself the time to play and be in that soft, maiden, childlike innocence in inner spring. Like play, create, have fun, kind of throw out the rule book and just explore. And then in the inner summer, fully express yourself in terms of utilizing that peak energy that is available to you in the inner summer. So really feel like the thing that you wanted to put out into the world is out. So you've really made the most of the inner summer, so to speak. And then that would lead into you feeling ready to let go in the inner autumn and ready to take that descent because you feel fulfilled and you feel this rightness, like, yeah, this is right. I'm ready for this inner autumn. And so that allows for the harshness to be eased I suppose because it's not you're not resisting it anymore you're not fighting it you're just surrendering into that second half of the cycle and yeah there is as I've said gold that is available to you there one of the things as I touched on earlier is this thing with setting boundaries and so saying no to things because if you are denying anything if you're suppressing anything it's going to come up in the inner autumn This is a time of the cycle when, in a way, it's like our egos are humbled. In the first half of the cycle, we've got all this energy, it's this rising energy, and we're being seen, and we're putting ourselves out there, and we're being of service, and we're tolerant of other people. And then, in a way, when we get to the inner summer, we kind of feel a little bit like we're invincible. We can spin all the plates, we've got all this energy, yeah, it's great, you know, outward focus. And then as we hit the inner autumn, 
it's like, oh, actually, no, we're not invincible. We can't do all the things. We need to start to retract back into the cave of the inner winter. And that's why it's beautiful the way the cycle works, because we need both halves of that cycle to alchemize the full facet of the feminine, because that first half gives us that kind of buffer. It gives us this ego boost only to be humbled in the second half of the cycle and so if we constantly were in just this spring and summer energy it would feel too much it would feel too overwhelming if we were only in the second half of the cycle we'd just you know be in the darkness and feel like we're connecting to our shadow all the time and that would feel overwhelming and so we need the light and the dark we need both sides of the cycle we need the outward flow and the inward flow and so if there are things that you're denying then they're going to come up in the inner autumn and that can feel very confronting because setting boundaries and saying no to things is seen as oftentimes it's seen as a failure it's seen because we prioritize this inner spring and inner summer version of the feminine which is of service to others and says yes a lot we feel an internal pressure to say yes to things and when we say no we feel like we're going to be cast out like oh we're going to be ostracized people are going to not like it we're going to make people feel uncomfortable and so we have to just silence our needs and say yes anyway even when we want to say no but the inner autumn is where the symptoms are going to come up if we keep doing that if we keep denying our truth And that's why it can feel so confronting. And so I guess it's about teaching us that we don't need permission to honor ourselves. There is a part of the cycle when we're going to honor other people over ourselves. That's just the way that the cycle is. But there is also part of the cycle where we need to prioritize ourselves and our self-care and listen to our inner truth and speak from that place. And that's the inner autumn. And so if you do find it difficult to set boundaries, really utilize that inner autumn energy in that second half of your cycle to start to change that narrative, even if it just starts in the tiniest of ways, just saying no to something, you know, or really tuning in to why you're making the decisions that you're making, what is fueling those decisions, even down to the fact of like, when you make a cup of tea, why are you choosing that cup? Why are you choosing that tea? Notice what it is that's fueling your decisions. Is it somebody else that's fueling your decisions and motivating you to make those decisions? Or are is that because that's what you want in this moment? And the more you can notice that and then start to make decisions from that place of what you want and what you need, that really is tapping into that inner autumn energy. And so the archetype of that premenstrual can help you to do that because you have the opportunity there to be the embodiment of that kind of fierce warrior and it doesn't need to be a fierce warrior as well I mean I think the more you go down that path the more she sort of becomes a fierce warrior but she can start off as just gently saying no to things just you know prioritizing herself leaving the party that you're at like half an hour earlier because you want to go to bed like it's absolutely okay or not going to the party at all you know And so it's just about listening to yourself ultimately. But I think that so many of us, because we've been denying that part of ourselves for potentially our entire lives, we find it difficult to access what we actually want. We find it difficult to trust ourselves and to even know what we want. If you have a tendency to 
dissociate or to deny or silence parts of yourself, then accessing it can feel difficult, but that's what the inner autumn can teach us to do. And so really utilize that at this time of year and at this point in the cycle. And because the inner autumn is a transition, so as I said earlier, we've kind of got one foot in the inner summer, so this outward focus, one foot in the inner winter, the inward focus. It's it's a time of change, it's a time of transition. And again, that can feel really difficult because it we feel ungrounded and we feel I guess discombobulated because it's like oh what how do we navigate that like do we go slowly do we jump towards the inner winter do we stay in inner summer and it can feel like quite difficult but that's one of the gifts of the cycle because it teaches us to be able to be with that difficult emotion and it's such a a gift to be able to give ourselves to be able to sit with the discomfort so like I spoke about earlier how can you hold space for yourself when you're going through something difficult, when you're sitting with difficult emotions? And that's what the inner autumn teaches us. And the more that you can allow yourself to sit with the difficulties and the difficult times in your life and the difficult times of your cycle, the more you are then able to hold space for others. So an example of that in real time would be how you are able to navigate say you have a child and your child is feeling angry or having a tantrum or feeling really sad or some other kind of survival emotion how do you respond to that do you try and push it away do you try and control it do you try and pacify them do you try and distract them from their emotion does it automatically put you into that same state of survival does it automatically change your mood because they're feeling that way or are you able to give them presence and to sit with them and allow space for whatever it is that they're feeling you know and I think that it's the inner autumn of the cycle that can teach us how to do that which is the biggest gift that you can give to somebody else to be able to truly hold space for somebody else's emotion in the full spectrum of their emotion the the light and the dark without having to change them, without having to censor them, without a need for them to silence themselves for your comfort, that's the biggest gift that you can give to somebody that is like holding space for all of them because it allows them to know and it allows you, you know, I'm talking about it from the perspective of a mother here because I have a son and this is always how I try and hold space for him and how I parent him that it allows them to know that they are safe to feel and express every part of who they are. And the more that we can give that gift to ourselves and therefore to other people, the easier things become, the easier life becomes because we no longer have to suppress these parts of ourselves that are human. Everybody's going to feel anger. Everyone's going to feel rage and sadness and despair. And I'm sure, you know, you've all been in situations where you felt like you couldn't express what you were feeling because of how the other person was going to react. Maybe they're going to get angry. Maybe they're going to give you the silent treatment. Whether they're going to walk away. I don't know. And so you police yourself and you suppress that emotion. And that emotion doesn't just go away when we suppress it. It lives within our bodies and it starts to express itself in different ways, in physical symptoms. And so 
the inner autumn is the time when we can really practice that in our own self like how can we be with this discomfort without distracting ourselves from it it's not like okay I'm feeling angry so therefore I'm gonna go for a run to like get my mind off it or I'm gonna go and do this or I'm gonna go and do that or I'm gonna deny this sadness that I'm feeling it's like how can we just sit next next to it how can we sit down next to it and hold space for it because that's when actually when you start to encounter that feeling encounter that sensation within your body the irony is that that's when we can move through it you know the only way out is through and so if you practice that in your own life then you can give that gift to others as well and so it resources us for then when we're thrown into these difficult times within our life and that's why I love the menstrual cycle so much because it is just like this guide this teacher that shows us how to navigate all of these different facets of human experience and feminine experience as well and I know that as I'm talking about the inner autumn I'm talking about it from a perspective of it being the shadow and it being really difficult and it doesn't always have to be difficult and that's exactly what I'm just saying that once we learn to be with these difficult what feels difficult in the shadow it actually we realize that, oh, there was nothing to be scared of in the first place. Like there's nothing to be scared from feeling sadness. Like it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel whatever you feel. And there's a beauty in that and a depth in that. And then as we come out the other side into the inner spring, the light returns, which it always will. And that same cycle, yes, I'm talking about it from a menstrual cycle perspective, but it's that same cycle, even when we just sit with the emotion, which might be 10 minutes, or it might be a week, or it might be a month, or it might be years, you know, like these cycles happen in so many different fractals within our life. And so if we can sit with the difficult times, then the light always returns eventually. The other thing that's important to mention when discussing the inner autumn is that it's the home of the inner critic. Obviously, everybody has an inner critic and it's likely that your inner critic tries to show itself in every part of your cycle. She just pops up with a barrage of, you know, hate and for the most part, nonsense. But if you find that your inner critic is very talkative in the inner spring, in the inner summer, in the inner winter, then you can literally just say to her, she relate, I relate to her as female, but it may come up differently for you then you can say, nope, go to the inner autumn and wait for me there because that's where she lives. And so then when you get to the inner autumn, she's going to be waiting for you. And that can feel very confronting, obviously, because the inner critic can be a complete bitch, to be honest. But the inner critic, I think, is misunderstood because obviously we think about it like something that we need to try and deny or get away from or silence. And again, whenever we suppress something, it's only going to shout louder. And so the way that we can fairly deal with our inner critic or meet our inner critic is in the inner autumn, because that's where she lives, and really give her the opportunity to speak her truth. Because yes, most of it will probably be nonsense because it'll just be a barrage of hate. But the inner critic's purpose is to keep us safe and to teach us. And oftentimes there will be seeds of truth underneath all of the the bad vibes. (laughs) And so if you can give her the floor 
and let her speak and then kind of sieve it down to actually what's underneath, then there can be gold there. And that can feel very difficult. And just want to acknowledge that because obviously if you have a very active inner critic, then she can be saying all kinds of harsh things. But the way I spoke about earlier that the inner spring and the inner summer kind of builds up this ego, it builds up our resilience and it kind of buffers us so that as we get into the inner autumn, we feel resourced to meet our inner critic and be like, okay, no, like I feel good. I felt invincible like a few days ago when I was in my inner summer. And so now I can sit down with you and I can listen with clear ears and I can let you speak. And I know because I feel resourced that most of what you're saying is going to be bullshit, but there's going to be seeds of truth. And so that's what I'm going to get to. And I can thank you for keeping me safe and because that's all your inner critic wants from you. So for example, for me, my inner critic for a really long time would tell me don't do the podcast don't put yourself out there that's scary you're not good enough no one's going to listen to it don't speak your truth blah 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 and I listened to that and so that kept me quote unquote safe from criticism but actually it wasn't true and so now I've been able to say okay thank you you were trying to keep me safe but I am going to go and do this anyway and even if I am met with loads of criticism I'm safe because I'm okay and that's not going to affect me you know that's fine people can think whatever they want of me and it doesn't have to shake up my world and stop me from expressing myself and so that's how I would work with the inner critic that's just one example but obviously the inner critic will show up differently for you and so I guess to round off this podcast a good thing to talk about would be how to support yourself during the inner autumn and so as I've just spoke about the inner critic that is one way to support yourself so really just allow space for her also letting yourself enjoy the other seasons fully and be the embodiment of the other seasons as I spoke about earlier and then really looking after yourself in the inner autumn in terms of creating spaciousness because it can feel quite confronting And so the more space you give yourself and the more grace you give yourself, the easier the experience will be. So really slowing down as much as possible, staying home if you want to, you know, we don't have to always be doing and out there and serving and seeing people and being social. So giving yourself permission to say no to things, like try that on. If you're someone who is a perpetual people pleaser that can feel very very difficult but just try it just even just on the smallest level just say no to something delegating as well so if there's things at work or around the house that feels overwhelming and feels too much you know you don't have to do everything yourself particularly not in the inner autumn so can you delegate things can you ask other people for help can you ask other people for support this is the time to really do that spend time on your own as well you know this time of the cycle is about going inward it is about service to self over rather than service to others and so spending time on your own journaling listening to yourself really trying to access and embody your truth can be a really good practice and embodiment practices as well so really noticing what's happening within as I said before for many people it, it can be difficult to access the sensations and the emotions that they're feeling 
which makes it difficult to act from that place. And so really staying close to your body in terms of staying close to how you're feeling and what you need and what your body needs and creating spaciousness to do that can really help. So any kind of embodiment practices, somatic work. If you did want to practice with me on my website, all of the yoga classes that I have are sectioned into the inner seasons of the menstrual cycle. So if you're in the inner autumn, you can go to the inner autumn section of the site and then practice from that place. So a lot of it is my womb yoga practices and embodiment practices to help to transmute any big emotions that might be coming up during the inner autumn. So you can head to my website. I'll pop the link below if that interests you. And then also this utilizing this productivity that we have in the inner autumn. So making lists and taking stuff off your list. There's nothing better for me than taking stuff off my list. I have to say, I'm not very good at being productive in the other parts of my cycle, but in the autumn, I will get stuff done, finally. And so really making use of that. And then also finding ways to express yourself. So this might be through movement, it might be through art, it might be through writing, it might be through making a podcast whatever it is, just finding ways to really embody and express your truth. And you don't need to do it as a career. You know, just making art for art's sake, expressing yourself just so that you're heard, you know, whether that's to a friend that you trust or a family member or your partner or even just to yourself. You know, it's just about really listening to yourself and giving yourself the time to to look after yourself and to be a priority you know to put yourself on the pedestal and ask yourself like what do you need like what do you need today and how can I give that to you like listening to your body like you get to be a priority as well and there's no better time to do that than in the inner autumn and so really allowing for that to flow and the biggest thing is to not censor yourself you don't have to police yourself you don't have to silence yourself you're allowed to have a voice and to express it and to live from that place of truth and that's really what the inner autumn teaches us so i hope that you have gained something from this podcast i hope that it's helped you on your journey if it has i would love to hear your feedback i know that this is a really charged topic for a lot of people who menstruate because it can be a really difficult phase of the cycle So I hope that this can hopefully start to help you reframe your connection to it. If you have any questions at all, then please do reach out to me. I love nothing more to chat about all of these things. So my DMs are open. And obviously, if you want more tailored support, then this is what I do for work as well. So you can always work with me on a one-to-one coaching container or one-to-one sessions where we can look at what's going on in your menstrual cycle and see how it's showing up for you and how your menstrual cycle can support you to really usher in more ease and alignment in your life because that's really what's available to us as we tune in and embody the powers of the archetypal cycle. So if it interests you, then reach out to me. You can head to my Instagram, which is Gina underscore Torres, or the podcast Instagram is This Is Womanhood. I'll put all the links below and if you enjoy the podcast then I would really love if you could leave a five-star review on Spotify or a written review on Apple Podcasts that would be lovely thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time bye